Oh yeah, hello humans, reptilians, and welcome back to Poor Unfortunate Souls, the podcast where we are watching and discussing Disney movies through an adult perspective. It is I, Pablo, the one who speaks the audio. And this is me, Joaquina, the only girl here in town. Ta-da! So yeah. Hi, my little cherries. Hello. Well, the only girl, honey, we can define that. Okay. <laughs> honey. Oh, you bitch. The only biological girl. Yeah. Hello, my green cookies. This is Laia. I'm here today in Joaquina's house. Yeah. It's a huge mansion. Yeah, this bitch is rich. And she didn't tell us. Yeah, today... Eli and Pablo are here in Corriente City. Yeah, girl! Woo! So, we're going to talk about everything like here. Así que vamos a decir nae cada tres palabras. <laughs> nae. We are in Corriente today because I quit to my job. Yay! And we're going to have drinking to celebrate that. Oh, those are news to Joaquin, yeah. What the fuck? Why? I mean, okay, if you if you want to do it, but what, what happened? They explode me, honey. They explode me. Uh, they really underpay me. I worked for eight hours. The minimum wage was 16,000 pesos, and I was earning like 14,000 pesos. And the... Earning for uh, the job I had, it was set on 27,000 pesos. So, get an idea. Thank you. That's what franchise does in Argentina. Yeah, I'm all for uh, giving things up for your mental health. So, you are going to live by the podcast right now? <laughs> People. <laughs> Start to listen to us. Oh my god, imagine. No. So, we're 20 minutes in <laughs> and we haven't even said which movie we're going to talk about today. No, stop looking, Hoagie. It's not 20 minutes. But, um, yeah, we're going to talk about The Little Mermaid. My favorite Disney classic. First yeah. of all, I'm just going to be like apologies in advance because I kind of liked this movie. So that's, I don't know if you just want to start talking about the movie. You want to talk a little bit about your life. I imagine Hoagie giving birth to her first, well, all the sons she wants, or daughter, under the sea. She's going to be in the sea, well, in the river. <laughs> giving birth <laughs> to feel like they are mermaids but they are in the uterus they are mermaids oh I love them I want to be a mermaid that's my dream I don't know what to say to that so let's continue to the movie okay so we're going to talk about the movie but Stay with us because Laia has a new recipe for us that it's amazing. You're gonna love it. And I have a little surprise too. So, bitches beware. Are you going on the surgery to melt both your legs together into a fishtail? 
other surprise on you're actually a rich bitch. Oh my god. You're rich like Ariel, you're a princess. You can buy equipment for the podcast if you want to, like. <laughs> She's Korean diaspora princess. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, that's me. So, uh, yeah, I have a little surprise for both of you and for everyone here in the podcast. So, so stay with us. Okay, now I'm hyped. <laughs> so, before we start, I just want to bring people down, bring the hype down because I'm going to spill a few controversial oh thinkings. Listen, you know, I'm the one who never saw a Disney movie before, so I don't know if my opinions, like the opinions I made while watching this movie are controversial or not, but I think they are. But because this week, I don't know why I couldn't put on my Disney glasses on. So I wasn't watching this movie like a Disney movie. I was watching this movie like a Sundance special or something, like one of those dramatic movie about a 16-year-old with a psychological abusive father who runs away from home and things like that. So that might have tainted my opinion on the characters. So why we have to find my favorite Disney movie podcast? This is an injustice. <laughs> oh honey, we're not going to fight. We're going to spill the tea. Woo, yeah. We're going to speed the underwater tea, honey. By the way, the three of us are very drag queeny today because Eli and myself, we, we just we were watching AJ and the Queen. Huck is watching all of the seasons of uh, RuPaul Drag Race. So, did I just say this the last episode? Yes. Yeah, I did. Okay, we're still very drag queeny. Okay, honey, we're very we're very sassy. Yeah, but now. It's according to the podcast. You know why. We're going to talk about it later. Oh, yeah, honey. So, so, speaking of the podcast, let's start with the classic IMDb quote. Quote? Whatever. <laughs> Basically, IMDb describes the Little Mermaid as a mermaid princess makes a Faustian bargain in an attempt to become human and win a prince love. What the fuck is a Faustian bargain? I think it's the contract she made with Ursula. It is like a cheap one, like uh, it isn't fair. Faustian bargain, a pact whereby a person trades something of supreme moral or spiritual importance such as personal values or the soul for some worldly or material benefit such as knowledge, power, riches or the love of the first human she ever saw. That's not the, in the definition, but you know, it is what it is. So, it's a pact with the devil, and this bitch could exchange her voice for the love, and she just wished let's. Oh, honey. She wasn't a very good negotiator, let's just say that. She's 16, she's a little bit stupid, but Lex, Lex, what? She wants Lex more than a prince, and you know it. There is a whole music about that yeah she wants legs to wrap around a prince honey yeah according to the original 
tell. Yeah, she's a little bit like too much stupid. Yeah, something I realized about this movie is that they just jump to the movie. We have the Disney castle and then the movie. The other ones, like um, Snow, Snow White, um, The Sleeping Beauty, uh, Cinderella, they have this, uh, like a book and this introduction, like a fairy tale thing. It was good. And this one is just a jump to the movie with a lot of sailors. Yeah. They are French, by the way. They have this trained t shirt. They have a little. <laughs> they have the. How is the name of the hat? The French hat? And the little scarf in the neck. Oh, they look so French. And we know if they look French, they're gay. No, we know that if they look French, they won't walk into the good place. None of them will. But that's another story. The thing is that it's not French, it's Danish, I want to say. Denmark, Danish. They're from Denmark. Um, well, the original story is from Denmark. so They are Danish. Okay, so. Um, yeah, I think that that change in the beginning of the movie is one because little children's little children's at the end of the 80s weren't going to be like, oh, I'm going to wait here for five minutes again goddamn book to open up like no like the you know the credits are at the end of the movie and also maybe because i don't know i'm just guessing right now snow white cinderella and the beauty are more known fairy tales outside of disney than the little mermaid i don't think that the little mermaid is as known without the the disney movie So it was like the, the the little mermaid, the book, and kids will be like, "What the fuck is that?" You know, it's just a thought. So we have this gay sailor, and then we saw the prince Eric, Joaquina's wet dream. Joaquina is eating a cookie right now. He's unable to answer that. Chew, chew, chew. Good. Black hair, blue eyes. And that t-shirt, oh my god, that was all I need. And sailor, come and sail me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the reason why we think, and, and this is like, honestly, I honestly think that all the sailors were gay, was because they were like months in the ocean with no woman to see, because we know women quote-unquote are bad luck in ships yeah honey that's just an excuse to so you could go and suck around for months in the ocean okay this has nothing to do but the ambient odor of your house is the same of my perfume i'm sugar i feel like an old house now uh, yeah actually she's so rich that she uses uh, french perfume She uses Chanel number five <laughs> to perfume every ambient, every little piece of her house. You bitches. <laughs> I love how we just derail so much from the movie. This episode is going to last three hours. Okay, so. That's amazing. Let's continue to the movie. So, after we saw this prince that is a dog person, by the way. It's a French dog person in a French gay 
ship. He's uh, my bisexual prince. Okay, he's a bisexual prince. Oh my god, he's prince. Why? I need an explanation. I mean, okay? But I need an explanation. Okay, honey. He's definitely, definitely having sex with those sailors. He's enjoying the sailor life. You know what that means. He's a rocking tough uh, bottom, uh, top guy. Rocking tough top guy. Uh, he's definitely not a bottom. And we know he loves women too. He wants to marry with a woman. Uh, he ends with a woman that he actually loved. And he fell in love with a woman. So he's a guy that enjoys other guys' company, but at the end he picks a woman. That is his my bisexual prince. Not like the one in the Cinderella that is only gay prince. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a totally gay prince. The other one are gay. the other ones prince are okay, but we know. This one are the bisexual and the gay prince. And Prince Philip is useless without the help of the fairies. And the other prince from Snow White is necrophile basically okay after we saw this gay french sailor thinking about Mary my from denmark we moved to the okay the atlantida and we saw the king triton triton is his, is his first name and it's what okay and he described himself as a mermel merman and it was like what and again he's a fucking diva that Enstras has no needing to be. And he, he only needs a little bit of feather and it's done. I think that's why he fight with Ursula. You know, something I wanted to say is that, and I will never do it again, I watched this movie with Elia and I was having so much trouble keeping the commentary in and I was like, no, save it for the podcast. <laughs> And I was like, I wanted to say so many things about honey, no. <laughs> yeah, but King Trident, I was like, so he's a Trident whose first name is Trident? Because I, no, th- uh, no, he's a merman. Oh my god, merman and mermaid. <laughs> I just, did you just get that? Oh my god, I think you were faster. <laughs> Yeah, but when he's right in front of me, I don't get it. <laughs> That's the thing. I can join, I, I can combine 50,000 dots that are dispersed in the universe, but this little thing that was right in front of me, I couldn't get. That's interesting. Wow. Linguistics are so interesting. Anyway. But yeah, he's such a diva. Like, come on. Come on. Okay, so they talk about King Triton. I'm going to talk about what happened before that fish that it's swimming under the sea. And you can see that submarine uh, life. Yeah, and that, and you hear that voice, that lovely voice. That's, oh my God, I love it. I am I'm, I'm so I don't know, it is like a trance or something like that when I hear that voice. I always want to do that. That, But I can. Yeah, she. I wish. But well. Great. 
So yeah, after the Diva Queen, the, <laughs> the Diva King, um, we encounter yeah the the fucking crab. <laughs> What's his name? Sebastian. Oh no 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 no. His name is Horatio Thelonius Ignatius Crustaceus Sebastian. That's a curious thing because Crustaceus Sebastian will be his last name. So Sebastian is family name, a mother's family name. And we know that name that are the family names that are actually names they belong to uh, slaves yeah we know that because the slave they don't have a last name and they don't want to have the master last name so the master give them the name yeah also when you say the entire name of this fucking crap i was like Horatius, felonius ignatius crustaceus sebastian brian dumbledore god yeah. fucking damn it i could not do it without doubt. Yeah, so Sebastian tried to be as diva as King Triton, but he's not. We know he's terrible. And he's making um, a musical presentation. He's talking with King Triton and he said that Ariel has the most beautiful, beautiful voice of all the five sisters. Seven. There are five there. Seven sisters. Okay, seven. I saw five. Seven. 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 Why is that family obsessed with the letter A? I think it's funny. I really like it. All of the daughter's name started by with the letter A. Because reasons. Also, isn't there a theory about the number of sisters and... Yeah. It is, but I'm going to keep it for our special theory episode. Yeah. Now I'm just going to say... <coughs> there are seven sisters. We have Athena, Alana, Arista, Andrina, Aquata, Adela, and Aria. Say that from memory. He, she's not reading to nothing. That's scary. It's like me reciting all the names of the Targaryen dynasty. That's yeah. That's six too. Yeah, that's a party trick. First of all, they are going as Elias say. They are going to have like a musical presentation because I think that this musical, yeah, this musical debut, it's like a quinceañera party because it's. Our Ariel is going to be presenting. So, talking about the sisters that are my favorite characters. I know that you. Yeah, I know where you're going. I know, I know. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. And let me. Let me finish. Of course, they do nothing in this movie. Just. They just appear and that's all and I think that one of them say oh she's in love or something like that but in the Little Mermaid 3 the beginning of Ariel the story it's before the story that it's told in this movie so you have a lot of character development about the sisterhood yeah 
and they are awesome because they are so different between each other not only for the color of the tail <laughs> because they are so different in personality and I love that okay we are gonna have to see the movie Does the color of the tail have something to do with the personality and the humor theory? I think no. The theory is going with the uh, personality and the hair color. Crazy theories. I think that the tail color is more like uh, a rainbow because <laughs> it's a rainbow. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't maybe because they were mermaid and I I'm gay, but I didn't notice the fucking tails. If they were mermen, maybe I would have. But <laughs> no, I actually didn't notice that they have different color in the tails. I definitely didn't notice that one of them was yellow. I know there is one is red, the other one is blue, Ariel it's green, and okay, <laughs> maybe someone's purple, but I'm not sure. So yeah, it is a controversial, I mean, it's not a controversial, it's like a, yeah, a meme. All the sisters had the bra and the tail from the, uh, for, from the same color, except for Ariel, because she's a special, <laughs> and that means it's that, oh, Ariel, just, <laughs> you're not going fashion with that. <laughs> It doesn't matter. So, yeah, we have the seven colors of the rainbow. It is in the order of the sisters, but I'm going to say in the order of the colors of the rainbows. So, first one, the red, Arista, my favorite, Arista, I love you so much. She's amazing, you're going to know her. Oh my God, she's like my lost sister. I know that, I know that. My lost mermaid sister, Arista. Then we had Athena, Adela, Ariel, Aguata, Alana, Andrina. That's so great that you could just say that that way. It's so great. Yeah, it was red, orange, yellow, Um, green, blue, indigo, and violet or purple. Wow. All I can say to that is, wow. And I'm just imagining a reimagination of this in modern times with the girls dressing in different color jeans. <laughs> like, the first thing that came to my mind was like, that has to be a 2000s movie about this. And they all have matching color flip phones <laughs> with their pants and two wigs and they're all in like in yeah, glasses and they're all in like a band and the parents are like managers of the band. I'm just I'm just writing the movie in my head. And the thing is with that movie is that uh, they're not wearing jeans. It's just the leg. And then she exchanged her voice for a normal part of leg. No, they are cheerleaders for one high school, and then Ariel falls in love with a quarterback from another high school. Teenage movie, yeah, yeah. And what does she change for her voice? Maybe it's not her voice, it's the fact that she's not going to attend a Pepper Alley or some shit like that. 
Oh, maybe she works on the scholar newspaper and she's giving away that to go with the boy. So she's actually, in a metaphorical way, giving away her voice for a boy. Okay, so our movie, The Little Princess, in The Little Moment in Modern Times, is going to be hitting um, Disney Plus in 2022. Thank you for your support. Disney people, are you listening to us? I think we need some regalia from all the movies and ideas we give you. Yeah. Oh, we are three. We are three here, so we can get the three unholy regalia. Like, you know Disney must have them. Yeah. And the three of us could share the kingdom of hell. I want the crown. I want the silver, honey. I want to be a mermaid. <laughs> With the power of the... Of the regalia you can't by the way that's a chilling reference of the Sabrina reference she get the bowl so she can swim in that bowl yeah oh my god and with the silver I can be I can just transform everything to silver sell it and be as rich as Lannister oh. again this is nothing to do with the movie so we should just move along because actually the movie is like five minutes in and we're 45 minutes into the podcast so so they have this presentation social presentation for Ariel the sisters are introducing themselves and then with a song and then they are going to call for Ariel and the clamp opens and she's not there <gasps> oh my god King Triton is going to cook Sebastian King Triton is going to cook Horatio yeah, everyone knows him as Sebastian, right? Also, I think that for this for this episode and whenever we make the other two mermaid episodes, we need to say Oh my Poseidon. As an honor. And by the way, Sebastian, as I say, it's the family, the mother's family name, so maybe this is a little bit of a rebellion against of the patriarchy. Because he's using the fa the mother's family's name, not the father's family's name. That we know that we usually, when they call us for the last name, they use the father's family's name for call. It's like the, my friend in high school used to call me Kovas, my father's family's name. And here we see his call for Sebastian, the mother's family's name. That's something good to think about it. Yeah, also I think that the fact that eventually we're going to have a queen of the oceans it's much more anti-patriarchal because eventually we're going to have a queen of the oceans do we see that don't spoil me i i didn't ask that don't spoil me yeah but anyway we're going to see that because we know he only had daughters unless one of them is transgender and we discover he she's actually a mermaid why only seven so, her wife just went into the surface, just a bunch of eggs. He went there, came into all of those eggs, and only seven daughters? My, grandfa my grandfather didn't stop until he reached 12. So, 12 daughters. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> Too impressive. Oh, wait a minute. Here we have uh, this local legend. 
that the seventh daughter is the witch, so Ariel is a witch, but she doesn't know that. No, but yeah, no, yes, uh, in Argentina, actually, this comes from Spain. The seventh consecutive daughter is a witch, and the seventh consecutive uh, son is a lobison, which is kind. It's kind of a werewolf, but it's more imbued um, into uh, local because it changes whatever you ask. Like in some little, I've watched a documentary on this because I'm a freak. Um, it is say that werewolves, like little boys who are born with this curse, um, they have like an upside down cross on their tongue. And I'm like, bitch, who came up with this shit? And this curse can be like, uh, you can stop it. You have like an antidote. Did you know that? The one I knew is one, the baby must be baptized, take the communion and confirmation by the Catholic rituals, and it must be given a Catholic uh, Catholic name. No. I mean, okay. I guess that yes, but it isn't that. I'm pretty sure you're going to say something very important about werewolves. Is your family werewolf hunters? This is Joaquina territory. We are in Corrientes. They know about this stuff. The seventh child, daughter or son, has, yeah, consecutive, of course, needs a godfather slash godmother. And that person has to be, I mean, must be the actual president of the country. Yeah, I didn't know that. I know that was like a tradition, but I didn't know that was like a necessity of a tradition or something like that. Again, this has nothing to do with it, but Ariel can be in Argentinian folk culture. Uh, if, like, oh my God. Argentina, last two years, yeah? Ariel, seven child, a witch. The bra, it's purple. The tail, it's green. Purple, green, witch. Hmm. Yeah, but she could be a good witch. Do you get it? The purple is the fight against femicide. And the green is the fight for legal abortion. For actually the choice, the pro-choice people. And she's a witch girl. She's a feminist witch. I dig it so hard. I really dig it. I really dig it. If it wasn't for the fact that she was willing to give everything up for a man. No, for a man. That was her dream. She wanted to be on the earth. She's about to give everything for a pair of legs. Okay. And maybe her hair represents... apologist. Jeez. There is a whole music about that. Okay, I love when Hakina get like that. So let's continue. Ariel is not there. Where is she? She's with Flutter. He's like a cower fish. I he's a terrible fish. Yeah, he has like trouble with anxiety. The thing that so basically, uh, Flutter and Ariel. Aaron and Floater, they are looking for a ship that uh, 
to look for human things. Now, I have a question here. Because Floater is really scared of sharks as Ariel later because a shark attacks them. I'm just moving along. Oh, moving along. Why are they scared of that? Like, we see the goddamn Trident King being able to destroy a bunch of shit. Why? Don't you think the Trident will be like, Hi, honeys, you touch my daughter, you all are going to be dead. I'm going to boil you from inside out. Thank you, bye. Like, she's goddamn royalty. Like, it made no sense. And I know this is a children's movie, so I shouldn't be looking for a different thing here, at least. But why? I don't think Charles will know that. Just like the people in Agrabah that didn't know that Jasmine was the princess when she was in the market. Okay, don't spoil Pablo. Okay. So, something fell. There's a ghost in this house, in this old manor. Oh my god. She's so rich that she has a poltergeist. Uh, Ariel found a fork between a lot of other things. And they go to see the... How is the name? The... Seagull. The seagull. And before that, we saw the... How is it? The Morais. That with Pablo, we agree they are like... Well... He said that they are like sea chihuahuas. <laughs> you know, you know, they are like soup. They attack to everything. <laughs> they have a bad character, so. I hate those bitches. I hate the chihuahuas. I hate tiny dogs who are loud. I hate that. So, she goes to talk with the seagull about the... How was the name? In Spanish... She call it Cachivache. Uh, that means just thing. That doesn't have a name. And uh, okay, how was the name of the seagull? The seagull? Scoodle. Scoodle. And then we saw Divine spying on uh, Ariel. Yes, honey, it's Divine. For those who doesn't know, Ursula. The way she looks is inspired in Divine. The, that's a drag queen, very famous in the drag world because she was the first one to appear on TV. And she has a movie called Think Flamingos. Yes, when she eats dog shit. Literally, dog shit. Yeah, so lovely. And Ursula is inspired in her, in the hair in the eyes and the makeup and everything that's why she's that's the queer factor on Ursula we know that Disney used to make a lot of queer villains like they are a little bit like um, gays like Scar Frollo all of them have these little things like a little bit gay things but Ursula is a woman so she's a queer Know that they were gay because we don't know. I mean, it it's yeah, they represent like that queer culture, that that queer art, if you want to aesthetic. I mean, in Scar, Jafar, um, Ursula, Frollo, in the way they move, they act. So 
she's like I want to uh, defeat King Triton and I'm going to use his daughter Ariel so we saw Divine uh, picking on Ariel and then we have the again we move again to King Triton and Sebastian is speaking to him and there is a uh, uh, well Sebastian and uh, there is Ariel I'm sorry it's Ariel with uh, the flutter and they're speaking to King Triton and there is a part when Flutter face King Triton yeah and I mean why is that peasant speaking to the king why don't you just send him to get lashes? You just spoke like a true evil queen from Disneyland. I'm an evil queer, honey. Ooh, that's good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh my god, a drag queen who takes inspiration on Disney villainess being called the evil queer. That That's me. RuPaul, I'm going to start it. Okay, so first we need to start with the makeup. You, you're gonna have to shave the beard and the eyebrows, and we're gonna start with the makeup. You're going to start with the clothes, and then we're gonna be like, "Hey, RuPaul, hey, I'm the evil queer, the winner of this yeah. season." Yeah, that's your drag name, Evil Queer. I love it. Yes, me too. So, um, the. This person, like Flutter, is speaking to the King Triton, and I was like, "What the fuck? You were just afraid about about a, a couple of bones, and now you're facing with so much bravery to the King of the Ocean that man can actually stab you with his Triton." Mm, I don't know, honey. I think it's this thing of uh, talking to your friend's father. <laughs> like, it's not like, oh, he's the queen of the ocean. Oh, no, he's Ariel's father. He's that asshole. <laughs> Who can cook you if he pleasant? So, um, we saw here uh, Ariel's songs. When she talk about her ambition, she's an ab ambition. Girl. Yeah, it's a character character development song that it's called <coughs> Part of Your War. Yeah, she just one leg. That's what the song say. Just to rest. She wants to know. She wants legs because it's the only way that she has to go to the surface. Yeah, that's true because she's going to die if she go as a mermaid <laughs> because she's half half fish. <laughs> She needs water. Uh, um, yeah, but she—it's like that—that that crazy old um, history teachers that are in love of another culture and want to know everything about it. I—I I see a lot of Milo in Ariel with this ambition to know another culture. Yeah, but two things. First, um, Milo didn't need it, like, didn't necessarily wanted to 
live among the other culture more than just know about the culture. And Ariel actually wants to live among humans, which in my case it's troubling because it's like you want to. Ab I don't know. In my head, it's like you are going to abandon your family. You are not going to be a mermaid. But uh, si yeah, I know. Sixteen. And uh, and another thing. There are other people who are also obsessed with another culture and they are called otakus. <laughs> okay, it's not like... Okay. Um, by the way, now you mentioned the otakus. There is a, um, a <laughs> there is an anime, Monster Musume, when there is a character that is a mermaid that is actually a princess and she's on the, on the dry land, on the wheelchair. She moves in a wheelchair, and every time she speaks, she speaks like so properly that people fell in love because it's like they are talking that uh, they feel like uh, the royalty is speaking to them, and then people bow in front of her just because she the way she speaks. Yeah. Also, Pula, what's the name of this? The guy with the tentacle face in. Pirates of the Caribbean, David Jones. Yeah, just pull a David Jones and travel the world in a bucket of water. In a giant bucket of water. I mean, honey, you are royalty. You must be crazy rich. Just... And we all know the story about the um, Spaniard ships that set out from the Americas completely filled with so much gold that they actually went under just go to the Atlantic steal all that gold I mean like I'm rich honey give me a huge bucket of water and hot men eunuchs hot eunuchs to transport me thank you why eunuchs we know where is the fun thing in men those are servant men dearie she would never I'm sorry, I'm just thinking of her as a, a royalty. She didn't want to be transported around the world. She wants to try by herself the things. Yeah? She's an idealistic. She's an idealistic. She's like Michael from The Good Place. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, when we were recording this, the show just ended. And I'm a little bit nostalgic. So she needs a wheelchair and some strength in her arms. Those tiny, tiny little girl arms. Then we saw again this a totally gay French gay group. Okay? This is everything we're going to say about part of your world. I mean, that's a lot in that lyrics. Okay, honey, this is your moment. I was waiting you to say something and you say nothing. So take the microphone and make it yours. Okay. So now I have a theory. It's my theory, internet. Okay. I thought about it. So shut up. Copyrighted. Yeah, copyrighted. Part of your word, it's like the thing that support my theory. It's about the, the title, yeah? As you know, the movie is called The Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. In Spanish is La Sirenita. And you say, okay, she's the little mermaid. 
why not only the mermaid? Because the title would be the mermaid, and that's all. Why little? Yeah. Because and you're going to say yeah because she's the youngest. Blah blah blah. That's too poor reading. Poor reading. If you said that it's the little mermaid because she's the youngest. I thought that they emphasized in that thing. I mean, in in remember us that she's like a child. I mean, she's not a child; she's a teen. But because the way she thinks, okay, she's asking everything all the time, like a child of three, four, and five years old. Because she's in that—I mean, kids in that age—they are psychological exploring the whole world around them yeah because they are recognizing themselves and they are recognizing everything that it's around them so they expand the horizon mm -hmm. and that's what she wants to do she wants to expand her horizon knowing about the human culture and that's why she asks everything all the time in part of your world Because she's like a little child that wants to know and want to recognize herself and recognize everything that is around her. So that's what I think they emphasize in talking about the little mermaid. Not because she's young, not because she's, I don't know, a tiny person or whatever. <laughs> a skinny bitch or that thing. It's because she has a psychological way of thinking There it's natural for a person when it's growing up and when it's a child. So, thank you, Internet. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, when in our teenage years is when we are molding most of our personality, I think. Like, we have like a little characteristic traits as a child, but as a teenager, as we... Yeah, we're kind of deciding, but not actually deciding. You're discovering yourself. You're discovering who you are. And maybe she's trying to figure out who she is by identifying with the other. She always has this, uh, because of her father, this idea of the human as the other. That thing you must fear, that thing you must hate. So maybe she's trying to identify herself by identifying with the other. I don't know, maybe. Okay, so we go after we saw Ariel singing, we saw the totally gay French gay crew from Denmark. We have the prince is having his birthday, his gay birthday, by the way, and <laughs> yeah, and they, they give him a statue of himself, yeah, and then there's a storm that everybody's uh, leaving the ship and she rescued him that is the most important part yeah. she rescued him and she sing and he walks up and she's not there and we saw a lot of consternation about Sebastian the beauty of the kid of the prince that she's he is like so beautiful and I'm sorry Joaquina we're going to fight for this prince when I'm a 
able queer? He can choose both of you, actually. <laughs> he doesn't have to choose. Let's continue. <laughs> Ariel save Prince Eric. And by the way, her hair is amazing, honey. Her hair is always amazing. I remember that when I was a child. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a warm day of summer. When I was in a swimming pool and I was trying to, I, I, I pretend to be a mermaid, just like Ariel. And my hair was so awful when it got off, out of the water. Just nothing like her. She duct taped her foot. <laughs> so, I love this. We have another scene of Ursula uh, picking on Ariel. That is amazing. I love Ursula. I love this villain. It's amazing. She's uh, she's plotting all the time. Yeah. Um. Actually, I have a lot of hope. Because we have Maleficent. Now we're going to have Cruella. So maybe in a few years we're going to have Ursula. Like just a movie about that evil bitch. The movie now is just about uh, Cruella. The next one. I thought it was about 101 Dalmatians. Dalmatians. Yeah, no, I don't know if it is about... Uh, like uh, an interest, like the story of Cruella before becoming the character, or if it is like Maleficent, it's like a retelling, but from the point of view of. That's the point. You don't have like a Sleeping Beauty uh, live action. You have a Maleficent, of course. Sleeping Beauty is there, of course, but it is focused on her. Now Disney w want to do want to do this um, Little Mermaid live action. So I don't know if they are going to do another movie about Ursula. Unless they do like a Ursula movie that it's a little mermaid movie too. Yes, please Disney. We know a movie is as good as his villain. So please, we want an Ursula movie. Yes, how was her relationship with her brother King Triton, with her sister Morgana? Um, how was she fell from the from the castle from the Atlantida and those things? Uh, why? How did she learn to do that kind of dark magic? Because she, when the people who can't afford her um, payment, yeah, her her price, uh, she turns them into a plant seaweed. Oh, okay. Disgusting, disgusting. But what? But in her spells, she uses those seaweed people. So, how did she learn at the beginning? I I need a young Ursula movie. By the way, in Once Upon a Time, Ariel and Ursula are, are the same thing. No. Oh no! Wait, it was uh, no. It was uh, one of the daughter. It was one of the daughter of King Triton. Yeah, Ariel isn't a daughter of King Triton. She's just a bitch. <laughs> and then Ursula is the daughter of King Triton. And she is so amazing in that show. Season 4, like the second part of season 4, she's so amazing. I prefer the first uh, part when she appears. When... Uh, 
Regina tried to be her, and then we saw like a golden shower, a golden tentacle that golden shower. <laughs> shower. No, golden, I was to say golden shadow. Uh, this golden tentacle that uh, tried to strangulate uh, Regina and said, "Never play me, play play as me again," and I love that. Yeah, actually, the Once Upon a Time people explain people. I don't know the producers, whatever. They explain that in their mythos, apparently Ursula is like a lower sea goddess, like she's a sea goddess, but like a lower. So, and then there's Ursula the sea witch. Like those are two different characters. So Regina impersonates the sea goddess, and the character that we see in the second part of the fourth season is the sea witch. Oh, I want to see the sea goddess. I just, I just cheer for the sea goddess. So, um, here we have the musical of Sebastian and the musical of the movie, the song of the movie, Under the Sea, Under the Sea. We don't know any of the other lyrics. Thank you. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, and by the way. Ariel in this part is a lot like me. She give a fuck about others' music taste. She's dreaming away. I mean, she's just thinking about her thing too. Yeah, she's just. We have this amazing performance of Ariel, totally improvised with a lot of things that were in the bottom of the sea, and she's just give a fuck. It's just like, oh my god, honey. She doesn't give a fuck. She's like me. I don't give a fuck about anything that doesn't have to be with me. So, um, that's the musical of Sebastian. Actually, I liked it. I like how every type of fish has a different like thing it plays. Also, yeah, in the in the orchestra also. I'm gonna say it here because it's the place when we have the most movement. Every time that they are under the sea and they move, you see bubbles. It's such a small detail, but it's so amazing because they just move an arm and you see bubbles. And they don't have to animate that, but they did. So kudos to you animators of the movie. I'm not going to search who you are by name, but kudos to you. <laughs> These lyrics, I mean, what Sebast Sebastian said in Under the Sea, it's so hilarious because it's true about, about the beauty of the sea, about the, um, how awful we are as people with the planet here in the surface and um, with the animals how we treat each, cha each other yeah actually now that you said um how awful we are with the planet there's this song by john cosart pain on uh, paint on youtube uh, the after ever after songs and for the uh, aerial song the under the sea song he's like uh, Japanese are killing my are killing the whales and the ocean is getting polluted by petroleum and things like that and it's just plastic everywhere so it's just so amazing like kudos to John Coulson for making such a great song with his uh, tones 
it is a big uh, a big fact to think about it because what Sebastian is is I mean what he's saying with this song is that the sea is beautiful because humans are not there. So yeah, that's the true guys. We ruin everything we touch. So <laughs> think about it. So uh, Ariel give a fuck about that. She just want to be with the humans. She wants to be a human, honey. She wants to contaminate and kill the entire environment when she lives and the entire family she had. Also, a little thing in the high school version of this, Sebastian will be the like the Mr. Schuster, yeah, <laughs> like the one who's going to be like, no, he will be the Sue Sylvester, and Sue Sylvester always dressed in the red Adidas suit. Oh my God! He's Sebastian. <laughs> Yes, we love Sue Sylvester, by the way. Um, we love Sue Sylvester in this podcast. Okay. Um, we have this amazing song with a lot of meaning. Oh, there is this Ariel that doesn't give a fuck about this amazing song. And Flutter called her and take her to her lair when she has her collection. And Flutter put there the statue of the prince. I mean, how? He's a little fish. I, I always want to know this. I mean, the statue just fell down and appeared there in that cave. Or how how does he move that? <laughs> Maybe he asked for from help. We, we know there are a lot of other mermaids and mermen. Yeah, I know, but... I understand this movie. Everyone is uh, so freaking out about human things, except for Ariel and humans. So I don't know. Maybe they were going to talk about with Triton. I I don't know. I I really want to know how because he's a little child, and that's from I don't know marble stone. <laughs> It's stone and it's big. Answering your question, Disney magic. So, um, there's a scene we're missing here that it's when uh, um, she's waking up after she saved Prince Eric with the sisters. Sisters! Sisters! <laughs> and they are like, oh, she had it. This is like the little sisterhood scene of all this movie as I said it before we had a lot about to explore and develop about this sisterhood in the third movie and yeah it's so funny because I I'm on I'm I'm going to talk about a little about me so I'm a mon I'm a only child and she, that I know of <laughs> and she has six sisters that was my dream i mean i she has everything that i want for my life sisters a prince mermaid a boys red hair disney what are you doing with me i'm sorry i just got this image of five-year-old joaquin going inside her padron uh, her parents bedroom 
grabbing a condom and poking it with a with something to be like I'm gonna have sisters now so like I'm sorry I just got that idea I got the idea of fucking uh, involving herself with duct tape to simulate <laughs> a fish tail <laughs> you did it right you did it right <laughs> you did it okay so I used to swim with my legs crossed You just need to emulate a mermaid. You know, that's a job. To be a mermaid. That's my dream job. I mean, please, there is something that it's called mermaid for a day. People in the podcast, listen to me. This is my greatest, greatest dream. You can pay and they give you a mermaid tail. And they made you like a photo shoot with your mermaid tail in the sea and you can uh, swim in between how do you say uh, rings uh, yeah rings and do that uh, splits and all that things yeah with hair and, and get a lot of photos and you can sing if you want and, and there are a lot of little kids around that it's there are They are pointing you and say you, oh, mermaid, oh, mermaid, mommy, it's a mermaid. Please, people in the podcast, pay me, <laughs> buy me that thing. Okay, you are not seeing the face of Joaquina right now, but she is really serious about that. Yeah, so call to action, guys. Tweet to Disney, to at Disney and be like, Hey, there's this podcaster. She wants to be a mermaid. Make it happen. Okay. I will be so happy, Disney, if I work in your parks. I mean, if I work in Magic Kingdom, I will be the... I don't care. I could be a teacup from the Beauty and the Beast I don't it doesn't matter for me I just want to work with you Disney I want to be one of your characters please and do that magic that only you can do in with your things that little guys boys girls everyone looking at your princess as they were real that's magic Okay, now this gets scary. So I, by the way, I met my uh, my friend's boyfriend, and he has the big um, jar. It's not a jar, a big cup with a rose inside that say the Beauty and the Beast, and he has a tea cup that's cheap. cheap. It's cheap. It's actually cheap. And he went. To Disney World. Yes. So a lot of rich people surround me and I'm... I want to... No, no. It's a funny thing, yeah? Something about Disney magic. Just to know, I was reading some things on Instagram, Twitter and social media and one girl that actually works in a Disney Park, she was working in a gift shop and she had like a big call so she can't speak mm -hmm. oh, no. 
yeah, she can't speak and she write a note to put on, I mean, on the desk, yeah, that says, um, Ursula, take my voice so I can talk. And one little girl read that and she was screaming like <laughs> all the park asking for one guy to kiss her so she can talk again. Girl. That's lovely. I mean, that innocent of a kid, it's magic. Yeah, that's a dream. Okay, so uh, we have this part when King Triton is speaking with Sebastian and they are misunderstanding each other. And Sebastian, uh, King Triton th is talking about his daughter being in love. And Sebastian is talking about uh, Triton's daughter. Yeah, but Sebastian mentioned the fact that she went to the surface and she saved a man and she's in love with that guy. And Triton is like furious. So. Yeah, so. I'm not going to talk about the theory that why King Triton might hate humans. Might. Why he definitely he definitely hates humans. Okay, now let's get that theory for the podcast of theories. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm not going to talk about the theory. So I'm not going to like trying to look for an explanation because that theory is pretty bulletproof. But uh, I just hate King Trident here and later. And later, later. Like, he's just such a bad father. He's such a bad king. Like, next scene. Let me talk about next scene, please. Let me just move along. Because next scene, he destroys everything. Even the statue. Yeah, he destroys everything that Ariel loves. Even the statue. And one, psychological abuse, honey. That's like... No. No, in so many ways. And two, the best way to have your child more interest in the thing you don't want them to be interested in is destroying that thing. They're going to be obsessed over it. And yeah, they might call that obsession love and whatever. But <laughs> but yeah, like I hated that scene because Like, you're an adult. If you're a 16-year-old girl, 16-year-old mermaid, with a head full of fish, fine. But you're an adult. Act like it. And again, we saw that this trident can destroy stone. Why doesn't he just, like, pulverize all the sharks that ever threatened his family? Just saying, honey, make them sushi. King destroy everything and there is Ariel crying, lying on the floor, devastated, and the Morai. And the Morais appear and they speak. Oh my god, I love the way they speak, the way they seduce her with the words, the way they tangle her. To, yeah, to go to Ursula's. If this was like a, a live action of today the little mermaid mother 
these guys will be represent as that no no at that crazy old man that say hey little kid do you want a candy <laughs> no 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 they're going to be two talking chihuahuas or maybe two talking cats the one that's evil and we can't define <laughs> no I just imagine Ursula being like oh so he's into like your quarterback lover is into xyz i can give you xyz and you just see two little chihuahuas purple dyed hair hair dyed purple orange the words the way you like and she's just like oh here you have you born fortunes what do you think that the quarterback might like milf yes i don't know why i don't have to think it it was the first thing that appeared in my head a boy with a milk. Yeah, but that would be troublesome. No, maybe he would be a senior, like one of those 18-year-old boys, so he's, like, legal then. <laughs> like one of those 30-year-old boys from Archie's? Oh, I hate that. I hate the... By the way, we figured it out. What uh, Eric the quarterback wants a milk. So Ursula transforms little Ariel into a MILF. Like 17 again, but the reverse. That would be awesome. We can keep thinking about it. By the way, I already said like how this. Maybe she's the evil stepmother of the Korbak guy? What? No. No? No. That's too that's too creepy. Okay, maybe she wants the fortune that the father of the Korbak has. So she's tangling everything. I don't know. Or maybe she wants. No, she's. I know. I, I get it. I get it. She's the. Um, okay, this is the thing. She could be the aunt. She could be the weird aunt because technically she is the weird aunt. Yeah, technically so she is the weird. What? Okay, this is this is the thing. Okay, okay, wait. This. This is. Okay, this is the thing. This is the thing. The fa Ariel's father is the her who is the head uh, head principal, the principal of the high school, of the high school, and Ursula is the secretary. But she wants to be the the head of the high school, so she's making this to become the head of the high school, the principal. She wants the kingdom of the high school. Oh my God! Yeah. And and Ariel, uh, not very wait. Sebastian is the uh, the acting teacher that is in the. They are making this play called the Little Mermaid. Yeah, and that's where Ariel and uh, the quarterback meet. No, but oh yeah. High school. Okay. That's why I said like cheerleader. Like, oh no, you are part of the cheerleader team. Um, but they, but then they must be like all in high school. Or maybe the the little ones are in high school and the other ones are in college, but they coming back for like the game of the season. Woo! And they are like 33, 32, 33 years old, like Archie. Yeah, that's a, okay. Why the why your cast is so old, honey? 
So, let's continue with the movie. So, she loved the King Eric, and I was like, Prince Eric. And it was like, what the fuck, girl? You never speak him, you, you barely know him. Bitch, are you surprised? The first princess was like, oh, I sing to him, and now he's my true love. <laughs> and someday he'll go. So, the king destroyed everything, the Morais uh, call seduce her. I'm sorry, this has nothing to do with the episode, but I just want to. I just want the honest reaction. We have a friend who can make the. He's a perfectly fine person, but he can make the most creepiest, perverted face. Mati, we love you, but that time you made that perverted face and said like one candy like oh my god yeah he did this thing with his mouth that made me think of humber humber from lolita disgusting but amazing that you can perform like that he's just tasting you <laughs> and you're like Ew! okay then the little mermaid is <laughs> seduced by the <laughs> by the by the pedophile <laughs> morals <laughs> And she goes to see Ursula's. And by the way, that's an evil lair. Honey. That's amazing. Yeah, the evil under under the sea castle. It's so amazing. It's like Maleficent Castle in Sleeping Beauty. It's just great. It's just... You're like, that's such a huge, big red flag. Ariel, this how, how, how do you have the balls to get inside of that place? How do you have the scales to walk inside that place? Like that was like a communist procession. It was full of red flags, honey. <laughs> yes, maybe she's so dumb that she didn't realize that. So we have the be the best, the best, and the name of our podcast here. They sing for unfortunate souls in pain, in need, and pathetic. Yes, I love your song. And she's describing her job with this song to Ariel. And oh, I love. This one want to be thin, this one want to get the girl. Did it help them? Yes, yes indeed. indeed. Oh my god, that's so evil the way she said. And what happened when someone can't afford the price? They become a fucking seaweed. A fucking sea gray seaweed with eyes. <laughs> yeah, something creepy. With the saddest eyes. <laughs> Yeah, she's had a lot of them, like in the entrance, in the, well, everywhere. In her little cabinet of horrors, she has them into bottles, and she uses mer people as ingredients for her spells. She kills people. Corrupted mer people that offer their souls to your soul. She's using souls. 
she's again, again, I'm sorry, I mentioned this on the episode of the Sleeping Beauty and Little Stitch episode, but again, we have a reference to the devil here. <laughs> this trade with the devil, uh, when he offered you a deal and you sign with your name and then he take your soul. That's a common culture. This scene is actually creepy because it is in your face that those things were mere people and she's using them to make a spell like she's killing them like at the end I'm so sorry for spoiling but at the end after she dies which by the way R.I.P. the queen of the ocean yeah the remain of them transforming to mere people again but that means that a lot of them died first of all a lot of them died in the potion making because imagine the amount of them that were there so the amount of other mer people who had to be used into that and the next one honey trident honey your people are disappearing into the cauldron of a witch and you're like la 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 yeah the thing is i think is something like um in narnia when the white witch reclaims the soul the soul the blood i'm sorry there is the blood of the traitor that those who sing the contract with Ursula belongs to Ursula and King Triton can do nothing. I know, but it's like as as soon as your people are starting to disappear, go down there with your magical trident and burn the bitch. I know it's your sister. I don't know, lock her up into I, I, I don't know, ask your aunt Athena for a basil or something like in the Knights of the Zodiac or something but like I, I don't know do something like your people are being transformed into plants god dang it or just let the bitch rule and you go to take a vacations because you don't care a fuck about them so we have the turbo king and the witch that is actually could be a good region of the sea I think she no, could. She no, be, uh, she she has a lot of skills as a merchant, so she will be a a good uh, region of the sea. She would invade land and kill entire humanity and avoid them to contaminate the sea. Yeah, she would be great. <laughs> like save the penguins. <laughs> Imagine that. Save the penguins. <laughs> she's going to save the planet. I'm sorry. She's going to save the planet. She's going to be the best region of the sea. We agree. Also, she's queer. I'm sorry. She's queer. Also, hail Ursula, queen of the ocean. Yes. So, how this is... Mother of eels. Were the eels her children? They are just the souls she collects. So, um, she offered this deal to Ariel that she said, Okay, I can give you legs, but in exchange you have to give me a little significant thing. Your boys. Ariel is like, My boys? <gasps> but, how can I talk? 
I'm going to seduce the prince. I'm going to make him love me. Body language. Yeah, also, you don't need a voice to the pro. So, we saw this big woman with a lot of self-awareness and she's know about her size and she's working with it. So, that's why we love Ursula. It doesn't matter. You look so good. Yes, she said you don't need to speak because they... Uh, How is it that white women are more beautiful? No one likes a talking girl. Yeah, and that's a sarcasm about the world, the way the society works in those times, that women shouldn't speak out loud. They actually shouldn't speak at all in front of a man. Not shouldn't speak at all. Um, by society back then, you mean these, I'm gonna say 1700s? Basing on the fashion that the Joaquin likes, let's say 1700s, because I think, I mean, yeah, but also that idea of, oh, you don't need to speak too much to a man to make him fall in love with you, that, oh, they're not going to fall in love with you for a brain, honey, you don't have that, you're a woman, you should just be pretty. So, the men up there don't like a lot of blah blah. They think a girl who gossip is a bore. By the way, if a girl is gossip, call me in, honey. I love gossip. Okay. <laughs> yes, I love to gossip. I actually it's not something like I'm going to set to spreading gossip to everywhere. But if you call me to gossip, I'm going to be there. Like, oh my god, yes. Come on, they are not all that impressed with conversation. True gentlemen avoid it when they can. Okay, but they don't want to phone on a lady who's withdrawn. It's she who holds her tongue who gets a man. Yes, it's a lady who holds her tongue who gets the man. That's, by the way, is a sarcasm. In the way she's saying it, it's just a sarcasm. Ah, it's sarcastic, but it's a sarcasm. It's a sarcastic way and it's a sarcasm. So, poor unfortunate souls in pain in need and Ariel say yes so Ursula so Ursula give her the contract and she must sign it and that's the most powerful thing in the entire ocean even more powerful than King's Triton Trident yeah so Ursula takes away Ariel's voice and give her lungs and leg. Yeah, and also, if it weren't for Flaubert and Sebastian, she would have drowned. The end. <laughs> yes, that will be the end. Because legs come with lungs. <laughs> yes, it's, apparently it's, they both thing go together. I don't know, she breathed from the tail. Maybe she had her <laughs> her nose, her breathing hole in the where we used to have our anus. I don't know. Okay. Also, you can transform fishtail into legs, branchi into lungs, branchi, branchi, yeah. whatever, into lungs. But you can't give her a fucking bikini. I mean, she's fucking going commando there, honey. <laughs> When she surfaces, she's Naked. She's in a full moon, honey. Yeah. You know the origin of the full moon? So, 
she's now on the land and uh, the dog guides Eric to the to this mute girl and he's like oh my god you look like her you're exactly like her oh but you can speak so you're not her even the dog is like honey you're stupid Eric is like, oh, you can't speak, you're not here, and the dog, Max, it's just like, bitch, I can smell that fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're not talking about the tail here. <laughs> Oof. Okay, I'm not going to. <laughs> so, so, then we see the relationship development between them. That is basically, she's being a mute girl. And he's showing the surrounding things. Yeah, I propose that we move quickly here because there are a lot of like relationship things that can be easy, rapidly explained. And I just want to say, um, the next thing is like the dinner scene between. Well, she she gets bath and all that, and I I could live without the fucking battle between the crab and the French chef. Bitch, no. No, 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 no. Chef Loon against Sebastian. It's a classic of the cinema. That's like the fucking dwarfs taking a bath. It's uh, take it out of this. <laughs> it makes nothing for the movie. But yes, she has a point because it's a classic, the chef uh, versus the food. It's like uh, a joke. You won't get it. You're not a chef. So, um, let's move fast here. They start to live together. She starts to live in the castle. Also, Chef Louis French, so. And he's a bad bitch, so that's why French people didn't go to the good place. Yeah. And Chef didn't go to the good place, so uh, he goes definitely to the bad place. He has no return, no saving, and he has no test. To write his point up, and then we have um, this, let's say, development between them in between quotes because it's uh, actually not really good because they just spending time together, going to the city and those things, and they they take this boat and they go and they go. And this is so romantic. This, this is one of the most romantic scenes in the movie. And nothing is happening! Just as Fonder say. Yeah, um, by the way, she must kiss him in three days because she know. <laughs> yeah, we forgot, forgot about that. Wait. She must kiss him in three days or she will uh, become one of the poor unfortunate souls of Ursula. Yeah, that. by the way, that scene when Ursula in the spell scene, when she's saying, before the sun sets on the third day and you see the three suns. I don't know, that's that little portion of the scene is so creative to me. And when she said, and he must kiss you, but not any kiss, true love's kiss, and you see the crown and the heart inside of the crown. I don't know why, but that symbology is very... I like it very much. Also, one, you can kiss him too, honey, just... Eat his mouth. And two, would you just fuck already? Yeah, and another thing, something we saw in this movie, 
that Ursula is very concerned about the when they about to kiss, because even if he don't know she's the one he loves, he doesn't know she's the one because he's in love with her, but he doesn't know that. But anyway, the kiss will uh, will work. And another thing, we have this amazing scene that is with the song "Kiss the Girl." La la la. It's an amazing song. I loved it. Sebastian improvising again killed it. Sebastian, you're the best uh, compositor of the seas, of the entire sea. So, uh, and they're about to kiss, and then the Morai interrupt them, the evil Chihuahua from the sea. Yeah. And Ursula is like, oh, I must avoid them to kiss. Yeah, she's a fucking cheater, bitch. Like, I'm all for an evil character, but when you're a cheater, like, you sign a contract too. She's trying to prevent that thing from happening, and it's like, then, next scene, that bitch uses the magic, the voice she stole from, well, she didn't stole it, she didn't steal it, she trade, the voice she trade. And she transformed into a dark-haired version of Ariel. Oh, bitch, this is bad. And she's alive. The only. The spectacular one. The bad bitch of sea and land. Vanessa. And again, she's not a cheater. She's just doing whatever she wants. She wants to get a prince. That's no, she just wants to get married with a handsome man. Okay, honey, no, she's cheating. She's fucking cheating. Okay, and... Oh, honey, she's a girl with ambition. After that, she's going to get the uh, kingdom of the land and the kingdom of the sea. Honey, that's a girl. She didn't love him. She didn't love him and she... She's doing that b to stop Ariel. I mean, no, it's cheating. It's not cheating because we know what is her objective. She wants to get Prince Tri uh, King Triton. So she's not working for his love. He's just, she's just, I don't know, curse him. Yeah, just like Beth Midler, she put a spell on him. Okay, and now, he, and now he's hers, but. <laughs> What I mean is like, if she would have been like, oh, and before the sun sets on the third day, he must kiss you, true love's kiss, and then she would like fucking chain Ariel into the, uh, in, into a rock, so she couldn't go to him, that would be cheating too. She's doing everything she can to prevent that from happening, and if you made a deal, you should not interfere with the thing. Yeah, but she's not interfering with Ariel. She is interfering with the prince. That's the thing. No, because she's not doing anything to Ariel. She's doing it to the prince. She made the deal with Ariel that she must make the prince love, uh, give her a true love kiss. In any part of that contract, said that she can't make the prince in love of her or another girl or whatever. She's not breaking any rule. I'm sorry. Legal blank space. It's unfair. 
Yeah, it's unfair, it's evil, but yes, it's Ursula, we know. We love her because she's evil. And yes, again, that's how a good lawyer works, by the way. And what is a good lawyer but a good cheater? Come for me, bitch. Come for me. A good cheater and an evil bitch. And who is a good lawyer? I mean, who? <laughs> Alicia motherfucking Floric, honey. Maybe Annalise kidding, but she's a cheater too. Sorry, not sorry. I love her, eh? I love her. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I love her, but she's a cheater. <laughs> How to get away with murder. That actress. For Ursula. She portrays seductive evilness so well. That actress for Ursula, please. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I just get one thing in my head. Ursula is my mother. She's breaking the relationship, getting the young prince, and she like younger than there than her. Think about it. Think about it. Ursula is something like I don't know, 40, 50 years between those years, and the prince Eric is I don't know, 20. So Ursula is my mother. I'm sorry, Ursula is my mother. Great. Uh, ask her to see if I could sign a contract with her because I know all the claws all the claws with and without sand so you know what contract will you sign with her okay so Viola Davis it's our next Ursula okay Disney you know what I'm talking about right Pablo yeah. Viola Davis totally. totally so when they realize that that bitch is Ursula. No, first. Um, so yeah, King King Eric is in the castle. The counselor, Grim, the counselor, whatever. It's like, oh, you better before keep waiting for that girl that you don't know if it is real or not. Why don't you take the one who does who is real? And then comes the harmonizing bitch. Yeah, but. I want to make a stop and talk a little bit about that phrase. It is it is so deep. I mean, your idealistic vision of true love, it isn't a real person. And sometimes you are so in love of that idealistic version instead of the person that you can't. I mean, I don't know how to explain. You lose your opportunity. You lose the true love that's in actually in front of you. Yeah, she was saying that in front of a mirror. <laughs> mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Yeah, but also that idea gets egg on your face because it's like, oh, but no, idealistic is great. Be idealistic. Leave your house. <laughs> Make deals with bad people. Everything is going to be fine. No Eight tentacles, sea witches. So... Let's continue with the marriage between... Uh, Let's continue with the harmonizing that it's actually a reference of the Mermaid Sings. I mean, the thing that the sailors are so afraid of because kills people, kills men. Yeah, also be smart like Odysseus. Just... Tie yourself to your ship and enjoy the fucking shit. Anyways, 
Um, also, when before the marriage scene, when Ariel is asleep that morning of the third day, the fucking seagull bitch. <laughs> I hate him so much. No, he's just the bad kind of. No, I just don't like that kind of person. I don't know. He's not a person. I know he's a fictional character from a Disney movie, but I can't stand that. Um, but yeah, they. Um, he's like, oh, congratulations on your marriage, and she's like, bitch, what? And she goes down the stairs. She sees Veronica. Vanessa. Vanessa. I'm sorry. She sees Vanessa, and she goes crying. And in that moment that she runs, she's a true Disney princess. Because she runs and cries because she can't get the men like a true Disney princess. It's just like Cinderella when the stepsisters destroy her dress. That same, in my head, is like the same animation with different bodies. Another thing I noticed in this movie that we step aside is that the maid of, of Prince Eric, she reminded me to Mr. Pot. From the Beauty and the Beast, but a younger version of Mr. Pot. Are they the same one? Dun, dun, dun. This is going to be discussed in the Theory Podcast. No, actually, I think they just reuse a lot of <laughs> characters and drawings. Yes, we know they do, but in this case, we have secondary characters that are main secondary characters yeah maybe she was like oh my god my prince just got married wander off and i don't know what happened so i'm going to move back to france and work for this little prince of 11 years old and oh no now i'm a teacup <laughs> no yeah but if you think if you think a little bit more chef louis it is similar of tiktok um from the video and the beast the clock and Lumiere and this guy, uh, the right-hand man of the Prince Eric, they are very similar. Yeah, maybe they are the same one. Dun, 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 dun. Maybe he's the father of the beast. Father? <gasps> the father. So the beast, it's half mermaid. <laughs> the beast is actually, is not in that castle that is in the coast is in one of the summer castle that's inside of the dry land and then and then is where the this tragedy happens so prince eric has a child there is the beast there it's abandoned in another castle and then he's with ariel And has a child. There it's Melody. It's Cannon Beach. Um, Ariel's daughter. She's the only prin Disney princess who becomes a mother, a real one. Yeah, okay, so that's maybe. Another thing could be that uh, that's the reject son of Eric. Ooh. Bond out of wedlock, what a disgrace! Yes, a buster. And, or, yeah, he's a Jon Snow. And, or, maybe it's Melody, youngest brother. That after Melody dies in the Mermaid 4, 
Uh, they decide to have another kid, but they are old, so they die, and Mr. Pot take care of him in the in this castle that is, that is very far away from the sea, just to avoid him to get dead by the rage of the daughter of the sea witch. I don't know, I'm just thinking, I'm just guessing, I'm sorry, I'm just speculating things. It's not that Disney told me something. So, let's continue with the party poppers animal. Uh, party poppers? It's what they had in the gay cruise ship, honey. Yes! <laughs> A lot of dilation needed. Anyways, um, dilation. Yeah, so... Well, we have Eric, so we need a lot of dilation. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Joaquin just needed water because she's so thirsty. Anyway, um, anyways, um, why so rush? Like, how do they put together a? I spiked the other with a B. Sorry. They are royalty. Yeah, but that's an that's excessive. <laughs> like they are royalty again. They must have more than just three men's people working for them in that castle. Yeah, but like that, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't want to spell the royalty, but that was terrible. But I I stand beside. But yeah, that's and why is no one being like? Maybe you wanna know, get to know her to see if I don't know. She's not a crazy bitch. They don't care. They, if she's a crazy bitch, they will lock her up in a tower. <laughs> yeah. Sadly. And get a divorce. That's not a thing. Back then. She's a crazy bitch, but she's a quiet one. So she gets the men. Sarcastic. So, <laughs> the animals ruin this wedding. And Ariel reached to Prince Eric and kiss him. But it's too late. Too late. It's like she's having diarrhea, by the way. And it's too late. <laughs> yes. She is too late. She become a mermaid again. And Ursula. Ursula. And Ursula just break that beautiful body of Vanessa and appears the most disgusting, crazy bitch in the whole world just I don't know how to say it she's calling calling uh, it's so weird and her eyes are like insane actually it looks like uh, how an octopus move in the sur surface and but I don't think she break that beautiful body of Vanessa she has a beautiful body and she work with it And I think she is great. Yes, I think she break that fake body. She's breaking body stereotypes. Ooh, bitch. She broke a beautiful body with another beautiful body. Yes. Let's agree on that. And also, it's like, oh, the sun... It's like, in one second, the sun sets. The other one starts to choke for some reason because we've seen that bitch outside of the water. You don't have to be choking. You're outside of the water. You did it before. Anyway. And she just grabs her and takes it to the takes her to the ocean in like a second. 
Okay, okay, again, again. The thing is, she has the butthole. She, her butthole is her uh, uh, breathing hole. That's why in this case she's choking and in the other case she wasn't choking because she had the, <laughs> the tail under the water. <laughs> they breathe through what we call butthole, but for them are the breathing hole. Like a dolphin, you know, they have the, the nose in the, in the head, they have it in the, between the butt cheeks. So, um, and here we have this confronting, this fight between uh, King Triton and Ursula. And King Triton tried to kill Ursula, and she protected herself with the contract. The contract has more magic and is more powerful than the Triton. But not as flexible. Yeah, because it was signed. So that's like, oh, this can be broken because this was signed. She agreed on this because she's a stupid 16-year-old. 16 yeah. I mean, I don't need to say stupid. She's 16-year-old. That's a given. <laughs> Being stupid is a given. We all were. And then we saw the most stupid decision of all time. Ursula said, if you want to take her place you just must sing your name in the contract and Poseidon uh, Triton does Triton does and it was like bitch you have an entire kingdom to protect you have to protect the entire sea and just and just giving it away for just all of the seas all of the seas and you just giving it away for one daughter you have six more. A daughter? What are you talking about? Yeah, but it's a king. He must protect his people to all costs. Even if that means to lose one of his daughter. But he's a father too. He's a father first, then a king. Yeah, but I don't know if you noticed, but that just made Ursula the fucking queen of the entire oceans. So she could do with her nieces whatever the fuck she wants. She could turn all of her nieces, and she would have, into those little grey algae thing. Okay? Just to be like, oh, they can be contestants to my throne. Bye, bitch. She's going to fuck them. That's evil queer. Stop with the tentacle porn, honey. But... <laughs> no, she's going to fuck the, the... Not fuck, fuck, fuck the little, little mermaids. So all of them are big, like her. Oh, I thought you said fuck them, and you were like just like thinking about uh, tentacle porn. No, yeah. Fuck them. Fuck fat them. Yeah. No. Uh, that's the thing. It's like it's. It, it, you're making a terrible decision. Because think of other ways. You have clearly you have magic. That which clearly has magic fight with her kill her and then every contract is null and void and then we see the rising of the true and one queen of the ocean which that scene reminds me in uh, the power rangers when the villain just got huge like because it's the same angle of the camera from down below and she's just growing i just i love that scene yeah again i'm here we have another point about why that was a terrible decision for Triton. He did it to save his daughter. 
yay! But now Ursula is about to kill his daughter. So it was a pointless exchange. I really like that they got all the magic in the sea and in the world, but the law is the law, bitches. <laughs> yeah, that's something like Robin Stinsky thinks. And sadly, sadly, Eric stopped Ursula. He stabs her in the belly, in all places. That's a hate crime against fat. I'm saying, no, I'm kidding. But, but um, that scene is really good. Yes, when she's drawing, she's drowning. She's uh, like uh, grabbing this uh, this ship, and it reminds me to the illustration of the Kraken. Something that we saw also in the Atlantis 2 movie, this uh, representation of a kraken. And then we saw Ariel depressed because she can't get the boy, everything. Wait, before this, after everyone is um, rescued, yeah, everyone, uh, no, after uh, Ursula dies, everyone that's still alive as a plant comes back to their mer people form so that's what I'm saying you fucking king kill her I mean she's your sister I get it but you need to kill the bitch just kill the bitch kill the hashtag kill the bitch this episode is gonna be named kill the bitch kill the bitch or kill the fish try to give Ariel Legs and lungs. So, so she can go for her dream. That it's the land. Okay. If King, if King Triton, uh, just give her the legs she wanted, they will have all this shitty thing. But he wasn't do that if this wouldn't happen. I mean, he destroys everything she, her daughter loves. All her things. He's a typical uh, patriarchy male that destroy when he's angry because I'm a man. I must. You must obey me. And he's just destroying what the other one. She's the typical I know what's best for you kind of father. And honestly, she's fucking 16 years old, so probably he does because this is a Disney movie, and we know that in real world it will be like. Eric will be like, yeah, thank you for saving, like, two months into the marriage, he will be like, yeah, thank you for saving me, and you have pretty boys, but you smell like fish, so, I have to use so much deodorant, because you smell like fish, and, and not only down there, yeah, so, and like, no, <laughs> like, in real life, but anyway, uh, well, now they marry each other, Ariel and uh, uh, Prince Eric in the ocean, and King Triton make them a rainbow as wedding gift. That is a terrible, terrible wedding present, by the way. No, it's not. It's, it says, I love and accept my bisexual son-in-law. It's great. Yes. Yes. That is... <laughs> the bisexual son-in-law. 
bisexual recognition in 1989, honey, that's accepted. Well, I have something to say about the original story. So, first of all, Eli is going to talk about the plot of the original story. I mean, we all know the plot, but what happened in the real story with Ariel? I'm going to leave for a second because I have a special surprise too. I want to read the original story and talk to you about like extended on a mini-sode about this one. So I'm gonna leave for a little, no, I'm, I'm gonna leave for a little second and you can talk. The original story has just two pages and one of them is a drawing. So, so the original story when Ariel trade her fishtail for legs and her voice well actually in the original she doesn't exchange the voice she doesn't lose the voice the thing is that when she walk it's like she's walking over broken glasses so she's in extremely extremely pain and it's not that she's going to become an eel after the third day, after the third day, she's going to become the foam of the sea. That is, uh, the if she doesn't get the keys, she's going to become the foam of the sea. And one curious thing in this version is that the sister of Ariel exchanged their hair, so they are bold, for a knife. So they give the knife to Ariel. If she killed the prince with that knife she won't become the form of the sea but she couldn't do it so at the end of the third day she just jumped to the sea and become foam the end no stabbing but she feel like she was stabbing on the feet well actually the original story this one that Laia has told you um, it is it was right by the man um he was it was like a public confession of a gay love this like a metaphor that mermaid that is half in the sea half in the land but couldn't be in both sides at the time the prince was his gay lover yeah and the mermaid it's him that he can say that he was gay and he was in love of a guy. Mermaid is actually a sailor, a gay sailor. And he's living there in the middle all the time. He has to pretend one thing, but he actually won another. He was a sailor transgender because when he's on air he become a girl oh my god this has a lot of interpretations it doesn't matter the mermaid it is the thing that she can't leave the ocean i mean to live in the land but she wants to to and when she tries it hurts and has consequences so she decided to become uh, the farm of the sea to stay forever with his sailor oh my poseidon that's so sad and sweet 
now I want to read it even more. Now, thinking, talking about sweetest thing, today episode is sponsored by. No, we don't have a sponsor, but today episode is a drink, actually, a sweet drink. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to cut the podcast here, like we're going to stop recording here. We're going to get the drink, drink it, wait a, wait a few minutes, and then we're going to keep recording with us slightly drunk. Are you okay with that? Yes. Yeah? Great. Oh, we're drinking now, bitch. For you, it was a second. For us, it was 10 minutes. That is... Actually, because we were looking for the ingredients, this recipe, it takes five seconds and it's so delicious. So, what is this recipe, Elia? This is... King Triton Scum. No. <laughs> okay, no. This is... Sea Milk. I don't know. How was we we pick a name last night? I don't remember. So basically, it's a drink. Picture this. No, no, no. Yeah, merman's come. Merman's come. Merman because it's under because it's under the sea. So if you oh my god if you if you put some um fish eggs here, they get pregnant anyway. Yeah. Um. Picture this. Ursula having this drink with her two ill children bitches. Yes, just drinking this and laughing and like, oh, this creation that I made. Mm, how should I call it? Merman scum. <laughs> you know, she's like that. What does it have? What is in it, Elia? Oh, this has a little bit of sugar. Blue Curacao. So Portuguese, uh, Portugal is from the port, so it's related to the sea. Why chocolate? That it's something that came from the New World after travel through the sea. Some milk, and we shake it up. Shake it up, shake it up, shake it up, shake it up. I'm drunk. Yeah. And Joaquin is not drinking. It. She's on Twitter. No, it's not Twitter. She's on Instagram. Stop Joaquina. Stop doing that. She's stalking Eddie Redmayne's Instagram. Yes. She's stalking Prince Eric. So, is that? It's really cream, drinky, drink, and it's blue, and it's sweet, and it's, oh my god, it's delicious. So, what else do you want to say? I have nothing more to say, but I... I can't say that I like the movie. It was a six. It wasn't terrible. Like, I wasn't like, I can't watch this anymore. But I love how I end up with that negative note. But, you know, it was fun. I think this week was very, like, weird for me. So I couldn't, like, enjoy this movie as much as I wish I would have enjoyed. So, but that's my thing. Maybe I'll rewatch it sometime with a different mentality more positive mind state and being like this movie is fucking great <laughs> but you know six out of ten well, for me it's i don't know i just love ursula i hate it's about ariel i just love ursula and it never was my favorite princess 
it never was. I'm sorry, Joaquina. It never was my favorite princess. Uh, but I do love Ursula. I do love her the way I was in love with her in the, when she said to Ariel, body language, like work with what you have. Like, don't depend on just your voice. And love and accept what you have. I think that's a important message. Give it by a villain, not the princess. The princess is just submission and giving up things to get... Uh... Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say cock, it's just there to get a crutch. As you know, it's one of my favorite Disney movies. She is my favorite princess. One of them, because I, I love all of them. I love everyone, guys. <laughs> That's a true fact. And I love all the Disney princes, because everyone is different. But when I was a child, when I was eight years old, I had a special connection with Ariel. I don't know why. But I was sure that she was my favorite Disney princess, and I, I can't, I, I, I had not seen the movie yet. I was eight years old, and I love her, but I haven't hadn't seen the movie until that age. I mean, I was obsessed with her. I know every everything about her, everything about the story. I has uh, the um, Disney Princess magazine every month and she was my favorite. I had I had the costume of Ariel. Oh my god. I had the book, a big one. It was all the movie in, in images and when I saw the movie the first time, it was amazing. Um, yeah, so now it's time for my revelation. You're of a mermaid. Yeah. Uh, no. Damn it. When I was eight years old, I had my birthday party and it was the little mermaid mm -hmm. and I dressed myself as Ariel with of course the fork the bra and fork and the mermaid tail in my 21st birthday last year that she didn't invite me, by the way. Or me. Because it was here. And it was improvising. Sorry, guys. Anyway, to just invite the, you just invite people for being polite. I invite them last, last year. I didn't know you. And they didn't go. If you want to come this Saturday, I'm going to do a party here in my house. So if you want to. Last year, in my birthday, I had a costume party, a legacy costume party, 
because it was improvised and everyone was just like, Joaquina, why did you say this two days before? Oh my God, why? shut up, bitch. And, uh, and I was like, okay. Oh my God. All, <laughs> all of them wanted to be like, I have to produce myself. Yeah. They were like drag queens yeah. preparing their clothes for months. And I was just like, okay, shut up, it's not a costume costume party, it's an allegory costume party. It's with your clothes, you put something that it's similar, like how a princess or a Disney character, it was any Disney character, should dress. That was all. If you can see that, you can follow me on Instagram, that it's Joaquin underscore Barbero with B, no, you be. <laughs> Big B. <laughs> they know. And in my stories, inside stories, you have one that's it, it calls Disney Trivia. So if you want to see the outfits, you can do it. So, in that party, I dress as. No, I dress as Vanessa bitches and I'm going to share with you my both pictures. The one as a Disney princess and the one as a Disney villain. So you can find them on Instagram, in our Instagram. And then we're going to make a picture of Pablo looking like Ursula. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, honey, you know, I even have the hair. I think my hair is long enough to dye it gray, almost white, and just... I think I would go with the look. Okay, yeah. The thing is why I always say that Pablo is Ursula is not for an fat shaming. Is because he has the same body and confidence of, on, on his own body as Ursula. That's why I picked him to be Ursula. Yes, love yourself, people. Whatever your body is, love yourself. If you can love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen here? Amen, except for people with depression, because sometimes people with depression can love themselves, but yay! Love you, RuPaul! <laughs> So that was enough for this episode of RuPaul Drag Race. Now we go for our social media. Yeah. <laughs> Vanessa, and now it's time for you to lip sync for your life, Vanessa and Ariel. Oh, oh my God. Oh my, I need a. Rap battle like epic rap battles of history, but between uh, Ariel and Vanessa. That'll be everything. By the way, if you care, there is a um, uh, rap battle that is not epic rap battle, but it is a rap battle between Belle and uh, Cinderella, and Sarah Michelle Geller portrays Cinderella. Buffy the motherfucking vampire slayer portrays Cinderella in that rap battle. Look it up on YouTube. And also, there is one that is, uh, how was the name of the teacher in Harry Potter? Umbridge. Mr. Umbridge, Mrs. Umbridge, singing Poor Unfortunate Souls. Yeah, the, I don't remember the name of the woman. She dresses up like uh, Ursula, 
no no like umbridge and she sings for unfortunate souls with the with the like some of the song is for unfortunate souls and some is like added to match with her umbridge character but yeah that's she's amazing and she sings so well she sings so well she puts because one thing is having the voice but having the fucking presence and she sings like seated so it's not like she can be standing and just moving no she's seated with a disgusting umbridge like smile and she sings with such strength and confidence and presence <sighs> the name of the girl it's Whitney Avalon oh she's amazing uh, there is a cover of Perfected Souls and I put a spell on you from Rachel Potter that is in the channel of Bogte and you can hear the new cover that uh, were were produced for Descendants 2. That was Kiss the Girl, performed by China McLean, Dove Cameron, and Sophia Carson. And, of course, Poor Unfortunate Souls, performed by China McLean. I hear this, like, I, I watched the video, I didn't like it because I don't know, I don't like rap. It doesn't like, it doesn't strike me emotionally. Like, I think songs should. But you know what strikes you very emotionally? Our social media accounts. So, you can tweet at us at Poor Soulscast. You can see the beautiful recipes and fun memes over on Instagram over Unfortunate Soulscast. And you can send us an email at unfortunatesoulscast at gmail.com. So, listen to us. Tell your friends about us. Leave us suggestions. Love us. Comment. All the things. Are you out there? <laughs> Do you exist? Are we talking to the emptiness? Are we talking to the void? No, the void would answer. It would be like Cthulhu language, but it would answer. So, <laughs> that's everything for this week. This was the longest recording we ever made. It's over three hours. Yeah, it's going to be like an hour, 20 minutes. Joaquina, all the luck in the world because this one is your episode to edit. Um, I love you. I support you. Good luck. May the outer city gods be with you. And yeah, that's it. That's it for this week. So bye, honeys. Bye. Remember, love yourself as you are. Yes, and by love yourself, I mean masturbate. Bye. Yeah.